Welcome to the Ownership Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship. There are so many ways we are being told to think what's right, what's wrong, what to buy, who to follow. And more than ever, we're seeing how a set formula doesn't always work. I'm passionate about women in all industries seeing themselves as powerful, confident entrepreneurs with no ceiling, and I want it to become contagious. Each episode, you'll be hearing from a business owner or industry thought leader who will be sharing how they think as they lead. We can read all the books, take a course, go to school, but there's something about hearing other people's stories that give us strength and courage. Ownership can be a lonely place. So join me as we listen to other women's stories and find community. Welcome to this episode. It's going to be about identity shift as an owner. This is going to be a two-part series where we're going to be talking about shifting as a business owner. So what it was like to shift into your current role. I have been having this conversation over and over and over recently. It's just been a theme in my life, and it's something I've gone through a few times, and it can be really lonely, and I think it's not talked about enough, especially in the small business community and then also with solopreneurs. So what we're going to do is have this be a two-episode kind of series, and the first part is going to be me talking to people that transitioned into being over a team. The second episode is going to be me talking to solopreneurs about their transition, maybe from a corporate position or from a larger company into doing it alone and how many hats they had to wear, and how their identity changed. So I want to tell you a little bit of my story, and then we'll switch over to what that's looked like for other people. So my story is also going to be split between two episodes. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I've changed positions in existing situations with teams, and then I'll tell you about my transition into solopreneurship. So here's what it was like when I've shifted positions. I came into a role very young. Um, I was 20 and I was within the beauty industry and I was working as an educator in the same place I had gone to school and I was working to transition out of that place into opening a school in Chicago. And it was a really, really uncomfortable position because I was put into a level of leadership knowing I would be leaving and everyone else knew I would be leaving too. They had tried to hire me. It was not a place I wanted to stay. And I've made that, I had made that pretty clear. So everyone there knew that not only did I not want to work there or work with them, unfortunately, but I was going on to another place that was within the same network, but kind of like a competitor. And they were the only ones in the area that had to train me. And so it was really, really challenging. 
And I knew everyone was talking about me. I knew that people didn't really like that I was in this role, but I had to stay there. It was my only option. I needed licensing in that state, and they were really the only place I could go. And so I had to just put on my game face and learn how to stand in that tension. And it was so, so, so uncomfortable. And being 20, um, I really didn't know how to deal with it. And so it taught me a lot about when to keep my mouth shut and when to say what I needed to say and stand up for myself. And also during this time, I was being sent to a ton of trainings that none of these other people were being sent to, or they were being sent a lot less. And so not only you know, all of those other things are happening, but I was in a pretty privileged position and who I was going to be working for had spent quite a bit of money on me pursuing working for them. So that was, that was super fun. And then fast tracking through another career transition for me, I was brought into the music industry and I was working for a friend and she was going to be heading out on maternity leave and really needed someone to be very high touch and in management. And she had some people that had been working with her for a while and were very experienced. And I was brought in, in a way, over them. I was considered the general manager. I was her right-hand woman at that time. And again, I was put into leadership and in a position that was definitely above my pay grade, but she really believed in me and wanted me in that role. And so I had to position myself again as a leader. I knew, again, people were talking about me, that they didn't like me in this role, that they knew I wasn't qualified, but it wasn't my choice. It was her choice. And so she was amazing in the way that she encouraged me to just keep my feet firm underneath me. She was um, the youngest record company executive ever and knew what it was like. And she, in that time, was qualified for her role and had taken on a lot and is extremely intelligent. But again, she knew what it was like to have everyone around her rooting for her to fail, saying she was too young, saying she was inexperienced. And during this time working with this woman, I was in rooms with people that she was more than qualified to be around. And they constantly talked down to her because she was a woman and because she was younger than everyone in the room, but had a very accomplished resume. She started digital marketing companies when socials weren't really a thing. And she worked for some very, very high profile names. And she would have to sit and present information. And I remember one particular time being with a management company in a meeting and the artist talked down to her and was extremely rude until she said her resume. And it was unfortunate that that's how she had to prove herself because her work was very good. But 
it was a constant struggle. And I really learned from her how to hold my ground, stay in my position, and that most people put in leadership positions, they don't know what they're doing until they know what they're doing. And it's not a fake it until you make it, but I really think that it's stepping into that identity. So when I left um, that position in the music industry, I moved into staying at home part-time with my kids and then went back into the beauty industry. Very quickly, um, I was working with the salon I now own, and I was in a leadership position and then became partner very, very quickly. And there was an established team. And I can liken it to, my business partner said this, she's like, it was like I got um, married and no one liked the stepmom. So again, I found myself in the same role. There was a, this business had been around for 10 plus years. I was making some shifts to help it continue to survive and thrive. And I definitely was the bad guy. A lot of the principles that I use with my clients have come from each of these scenarios about holding your ground, establishing systems, riding the ship financially, and how to ride those storms. And so while each of these things were really, really uncomfortable, I've learned this lesson over and over, and um, it's really made me who I am today. And there were days that I cried my way to work and cried my way at home. There were days that I just got hammered with people's opinions that really weren't true. Or maybe someone was having some really intense behavior that would have gotten them fired anywhere else. And I had to stand up for myself and and at the same time try to show kindness, right? Because I was establishing establishing myself in this business. And I would be just ripped apart, ripped apart. And some of the meanest things I've ever heard... (laughs) I knew they were saying mean things about me, um, and I also heard some of the most rough things said about other people, and it was crazy. I mean, I know I said I cried, you know, all the time back and forth, but then I remember this one day in particular that I went home and just laid on the floor and wept and was like, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? is this going to be the rest of my life? Is this lesson going to keep coming for me? Um, And am I going to just be scrutinized? And as I dug into leadership books and started listening to more and more people talk about establishing themselves as owners, I just realized that most people go through that. Most people go through this growing and stretching process, and it's a reforming of your identity. It's uncomfortable. There's really, really high days. There's really, really low days. And I just feel so privileged. Now I wouldn't change a thing. In those moments, I would have said I would have changed everything. But now I wouldn't change anything. Because I get to harness all of those moments, all of those experiences, and 
be ahead of people that are learning that process. So I'm going to answer a few questions that I'm going to be asking everyone else. So because it's about teams, I wanted to answer what it was like when I started making money or what kind of money people thought I was making. So my employees right now are paid on a commission basis, and I had to be really transparent because I saw some of the things that my business partner went through. Every car she bought was criticized, her home was criticized, and people were thinking that she took all their money, right? And I've seen this in different businesses where people are paid as contractors or commission or hourly. You're... Employees don't always know the costs that go into business, and this has made me lift the veil a little bit and try to bridge the misconception or, yeah, all of the wrong information from the employees to the owner and vice versa. And so I have created a lot of tools that I'll show my employees and say, okay, So here's the actual profitability of this type of business, and here is the way money is spent, and then here's the profitability on each area you're in. And so that pressure of what they thought about what profitability looked like and costs had to change. For me, it was so uncomfortable that I had to create a tool, especially because a lot of people are creatives when they are in a commission position. And a lot of owners are also creatives. If you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly creating things. You might not think of yourself as that, but you are. And so having the tools to communicate to your team or to your clients about what things actually cost and what it takes to operate that business is so important, but it really just flowed out of a point of discomfort for me. It was a challenge that I was like, I have to solve this because this mindset not only creates like so much resentment and tension from owner to employee, but it creates such a false narrative and it needs to be changed right? I could go on a tangent about that all day. But people treated me differently, like I said, when I transitioned into these positions, but also my friends did. Like, my friends started talking about, like, oh, you must be in a really amazing financial place now. Or, well, now that you're a business owner, your life must look like this. And, The perception of that was really uncomfortable for me, too, because I don't know about you, but I felt the social pressure of having to lessen myself. Why do we do that? Why do we have to say, like, I'm just lucky? Actually, a friend friend and I had that conversation recently of, like, why do we think we do that? Why do we think we have to say, like, oh, I'm just lucky, when really you busted your ass and took the weight of the business on your own shoulders and your ass is on the line to make sure all of these things are done. And then you say, I'm just so lucky and I'm so blessed. And really that's, yes, you might be lucky to be able to be in that role, but there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. And I, I would say it's more of a female thing than a male thing. Like, 
in my personal life, I'll, if someone compliments me on something I've purchased, I usually have to tell them, well, I only, I got it on sale or I, that's my car's used or whatever to lessen their discomfort. And it's something that I'm working on and trying to practice what I preach there. But that's something I noticed from my personal life that carried into my work life. Another thing that was really interesting for me with employees is that I had people that were older than me, again, just like when I was 20, and then also people that were the same age as me. And so it's been uncomfortable there too, and I've had to see how to navigate that because it's difficult, I think, sometimes to have someone in authority over you that is holding you to a standard that you don't feel like has the same wisdom and life experience that you have, maybe not the same emotional intelligence. And um, there's definitely been things about that that have been said to me too and have been really, really uncomfortable. And I don't think at the time I had the words to express it or to talk to someone about the journey I was going through. And this is why this podcast was really important to me. So now I want you to hear from a few other business owners and what this experience was like for them. My name is Heather McCollum. I'm a founding partner at Fruition Salon in Nashville, Tennessee. What was it like to shift into an ownership position? For me, it was difficult because I became my closest friend's boss. And they were very respectful and appreciative for my husband and I to create this place that didn't exist in Nashville at the time. Now there's lots of wonderful salons. But back then, there really wasn't anywhere else, so I did it out of necessity, and um, and they were all grateful for it. I was the one that had the hard time becoming my friend's boss. I was the one that ended up going to therapy because I needed to be able to set my boundaries with the people I called my closest friends. I'd been in leadership before. I've been a salon manager and a comedy club manager. And this was very different because it's one thing to manage something for someone else. It's a completely different thing when you're the owner and all of the weight of responsibility lands on your shoulders. And no one that works for you can understand what that is like as much as they love you, as hard as they want to try to understand It's really just not possible unless you've lived it. I'm sure people's perceptions of me changed as my perceptions of them changed. I'm sure there was some shock when they realized I was capable of firing people and making hard decisions and writing people up and giving consequences to things that needed consequences. I have been judged by staff around money in the past. There was a period of time where I know for certain um, 
I was judged and there were assumptions made that were not true, which were pretty painful when, you know, you're accused of something that you know that you're the complete opposite of. Has there been any dynamic shift personally with friends or family? Yes, for me. Personally, I am still friends with everyone that I opened the salon for. However, the dynamics have changed and it's not the same and probably never can be the same, which is okay. Uh, I love every one of those people dearly and we're all different and there's something that's that's sad to know all of them are still very close to one another and they have a different kind of bond that I I've experienced as an employee and now as a boss I know that I'm separate I'm in a separate category I'm in the boss club and I'm happy with it there are just things that happen and sacrifices that are made and you don't realize it. If I would have known that this is how it all would have turned out, I don't, I know I wouldn't have opened the salon in the first place. If when I opened the salon beforehand, someone would have said your relationship with all of these people will forever be different from this day forward. And Life as you know it will never be the same. I don't know, but I'm really glad that I've done it, and I'm grateful for all that's come from it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing because I've learned so much through the whole process, and I think I'm a better person and a better boss because of all of it. My name is Stacey Rackham. I am a salon business owner in Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, it's a suburb of Metro Detroit. And I'm going to be sharing with Lauren a bit of what my experience has been like as an owner. So to shift into an ownership position, had I been in leadership before, I had not been in an identified role of leadership. Um, although I would say that I definitely was a leader inside the space I worked in previously but certainly not to the degree of, of responsibility that I am in now. Becoming an owner was, it was like this emotional experience of everything I ever thought I wanted in my, like in my career, I had always envisioned what it would look like. And then also being in so much kind of sadness and acceptance that it was nothing like I thought it could be. And it wasn't about like making the decisions or the decor or the wall color, because I knew that those weren't things that were super important, although they look really nice on the internet. But I, I actually had a really complex entry into ownership. I had purchased an existing salon that I had not worked at. And the transaction was clumsy and messy. And in the end, uh, the previous owner did not communicate to their team that the salon was being sold. And they came in one day and I was there and I was the new owner. And it was um, understandably really painful and difficult for them. And it was really difficult for me because it was something I had always wanted. And I 
I wanted so badly for them to respect and to like me and to want to move forward with me. And it was evident from very early on that the wound from that transaction was not going to be able to be repaired. And uh, that was difficult for me to sit in that. I do think people's perceptions of me changed. I think uh, some people maybe had perceived me to be all powerful and that's certainly not how I felt myself. And I certainly was treated differently at times. And I don't know, I would say yes in a great way and yes in not such great ways. Definitely the way people speak to me as they're uh, in the salon, if they're unhappy and not necessarily with guests, I'm talking team. Sometimes things are said to me that I don't think people would say to their coworkers if they disagreed. So that is definitely an interesting experience. But I also understand that there's just a lot of projection at times because humans are human and sometimes it's easier to be frustrated with someone who you feel represents like to be in charge. So that that can definitely be difficult. So I think the next question, Lauren, that you had asked was, do I feel the need to talk about money differently? Yes. One, I think probably the biggest challenge has been over the last few years, there's just been such a heavy conversation around businesses taking advantage of employees and I'm delicate around that because I really do believe that I try to create a very equitable and fair environment, but the framework is still there and it is intense at times. But also I think our industry really still has a lot of misinformation and is lacking context around the cash flow versus net profit and I think that there is just a lot there to really look at. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of like just a lot of lacking in context, a lot of seeing meme advice about charging and trying to apply that to a business model when it maybe isn't the most appropriate. So certainly uh, that shows up. Being judged by friends and family um, or friends and staff around money, definitely. I. I'm actually, I feel like right now I'm kind of dialing back on how I, what I share of the things that I'm doing because the perception, and there was some conversation at one point, I went away a few weeks back on a trip that I had been looking forward to for some time, is that how do I have an opportunity to do the things that I get to do financially when others are barely getting by? And that's so painful because there's just, again, like a lack of context and a lack of knowledge. And I've also been in the industry for 15 years. So my financial picture does look different, but there's a lot of discomfort that shows up around that. Two people on my team knew me before I became an owner. One of them was my roommate and they both were stylists that I worked with in my uh, the last salon. And they had joined me uh, a year into owning the salon. So I was their peer at one point and then I did become their employer. Dynamic shift personally with friends and family. Definitely. I feel like I actually show up a bit differently with a lot of my friends and I strive to stay really open when people come to me with things that are bothering them. And I ask a lot of questions. Whereas when I was maybe younger and less developed within leadership, I probably would be a bit more chatty when there would be conflict or you know, people would be sharing stories with me. And I now I, I find myself staying more curious and really striving to see humans as humans 
regardless of the role in my life, even when they show up imperfectly. And my team, we're all close in the same age. I have a few other people that are in their mid to late 30s. And I strive very hard to be mindful of the fact that we can be peers and I am a decision maker, but we're also, we have some similar interests in life and we have some similar circles at times that we kind of cross into. And I, I own my side of the street when I, if I ever blur those lines, um, I definitely try to own that and be really mindful of that as well. And for my younger staff that are younger in age, and they're also younger in experience, I'm very conscious of using dialogue, uh, still referring to them as my team and not minimizing their contribution, although they are much younger at times in life and experience. I don't like to call them like the girls at the salon or um, anything like that because I don't want to minimize their contribution on my team. I think that age is, is a piece of, of life experience, but it certainly doesn't speak to um, everyone's opportunity and uh, knowledge. So I hope that's helpful for you, Lauren. Thanks for the time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that listens. If you are struggling with being overworked, overwhelmed, and seeing it affect your team, your stress level, and your bottom line, head over to theownershipmindset.com. I offer a free training and a link for us to connect and talk about your business. My favorite thing to do is help women transform their businesses by getting themselves unstuck, profitable, and reconnected with their passion of why they even started this in the first place. Subscribe to get the next episode when it drops, and I'll see you next time here on the Ownership Mindset.